0: Hey, Rich Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Can we give Jesus some praise tonight? (laughs) Amen. Thank you all so much. you, You can take a seat. Amen. Thank you for that warm welcome. Man, I didn't want to get emotional. But, uh, but Pastor Rob is right uh, I, I feel the same way he's near and dear to my heart uh, because of his faithfulness and his endurance of putting up with me I couldn't get enough of the word of God and uh, if you know RBI I, I went to that a long time ago and I asked him a lot of questions and then I asked him more and, and, he, and he never gave up on me and he was always there for me and uh just thank you. I am mean, just glad to be uh, home away from home tonight. Amen. Amen. As I look around the church, I, I don't recognize a lot of people anymore. Amen. God is doing what God does. He grows his church. Amen. And it's always a blessing to be here. I, I bring greetings from my wife and kids who wanted to be here tonight. My son, Zeke, as he looked at my face like this, Dad, yeah, I can go now big enough. But he has school right now, but his time will come. His time will come. But uh, Zeke and Levi, they're just, they're growing so much. that they, they miss being here in Paramount with their family and friends. Um, I remember there was a time when we first went out there. Amen. And, 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 you, and you can step down, Daisy, if you want. Amen. Sorry. Um, I remember there was a time that um, when we first got there, they, they loved being in San Antonio, Texas, but they would say, Daddy, so when are we going home? And I said, we are home, son. We are home. And they're like, yeah, but when's when's Bible study? (laughs) We can have Bible study whenever you want to, but amen. And those those questions, they they, they, they became fewer and fewer because they began to realize we were home. And God began to move there. And I'm gonna share a little bit about that, but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge my Reclaim family in San Antonio right now that are watching. (laughs) God bless y'all for watching. Amen. It, it's about 10:20 there right now. Uh, I would say my my wife and kids are watching, but they're probably in bed. And amen. And uh, and they'll, she'll tell me, oh, I went to sleep, and oh, I'll watch it tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> She's probably watching. I love you, babe. Amen. But um, amen. So yeah. So we're in Reclaim Reclaim Church, San Antonio, and I'm just gonna give a little update before I start today. But but first, man, how I can't get enough of the worship. Whenever whenever I come back, this is my, my home church. When I come back and I just I just can't get enough of, of worship here. And I pray that you don't get tired of it. I pray that you can just get lost in his presence like nothing else matters. Because when I'm here and I see people worshiping, you know, what we have to be careful of that. We're just not worshiping to our favorite song and not God. Because sometimes we know the words really good and we're singing with all we got. But are you thinking about Jesus? And so if we're not careful. We can worship the song and the worship team. And not Jesus. And I'm not saying that's anybody here, amen? But when I'm here, I appreciate what's going on with the worship. God is moving. And you can see that when, when, when people are just, they're seeking him. And here's the reality of it. So, sometimes we're, when things are going great and you're worshiping God and you're just, you're, you're lost in it because you're on the mountaintop. Praising God for the good things in my life, amen. We're healthy, we're saved, amen. Things are going well. But how many know on the flip side, it's not so easy, when things are going wrong, when the bills are not being paid, when the job hasn't come, when you're feeling sick or you know somebody that's sick and it's a it's a fatal disease. It's not so easy to raise your hands at that time. Amen. I know that. And so those are the times if you're expecting breakthrough, I want you to worship God with me today. If you're expecting your breakthrough, you know how people say, hey, uh, during worship, you'll receive your breakthrough. Have you heard that before? That doesn't happen if you're just singing the song that you like. It happens when you're really seeking God. When you're saying, Lord, it's all about you. I need you right now. Nothing else matters. My problems don't matter. Nothing else matters right now but you. And I'm giving you my worship and praise. When you do that, expect your breakthrough. So tonight, I'm praying tonight as we go through this message that it ministers to you and that you receive your breakthrough. I want you to press in tonight, amen, and just believe uh, for God to move tonight. and. I'm just going to give a, a brief update of what's happening. I shared with uh, Pastor Omar right here. I shared a little bit at work today, but it's been crazy. Oh, man. I'm telling you, when we went, first of all, we didn't expect a pandemic. And we got there January 1st. We got there. And it was, you know, we're going to navigate. Pastor Omar said, go and, go and just integrate in the community. Just meet people. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to meet everybody. I'm going to tell everybody we're here to start a church all of a sudden, pandemic hits. All of a sudden, how are we going to meet people when everything's closed down? And I'm saying, okay, so, you know, what are we are going to do? And little by little, God would open doors. We met some people. We had a, a Zoom Bible study. And then God started to move. And we started a church during a pandemic in, in October of 2022. It was about five of us there, maybe six. Amen. And, and we had a camera. We had, a good, we had good cameras. So it looked like we had more people than we did. But God was doing something. <laughs> We're praising God, but you know what? When you can really praise God and you get the camera on you in the right angle, oh man, they're having a revival there. Amen. It was awesome. Amen. And then when one family didn't come, the whole church was gone. Amen. <laughs> one family. Where they, where's everybody at? You know how hard, it's a crazy thing starting a church in a pandemic because, um, you know, God forbid when people get sick, but in a small church, when somebody gets COVID, the whole church is out of church. Nobody comes to church because there's only like 10 of us and we all got it, amen. So we went home and, and recovered and prayed at home, but um, God has been moving. And this year, um, uh, February, March time frame, we moved into our first building. Woo. Amen. And, and God started to draw people that had some skills to build some things. God knows that wasn't me. Amen, these hands are not made for building. Amen, I know it. I try, but I'll, I'll hurt myself. Amen. My wife knows I get paper cuts all the time. I try, though. I try. I try to swing a hammer. I don't smash my thumb or something. So anyways, God started moving. So the things that we were praying for started to happen. We're praying, God, bring the increase. And he started to bring the increase. And if you're not careful, you know, I was telling Pastor Rob, too, that all of a sudden, what you're praying for, be careful because God will do it are you ready to receive your blessing? Are you ready to receive your blessing? Because I thought, yeah, we get, it's funny when we say, um, oh, there was 50 people in church. That's a low number now. And I'm like, that's weird to say that. And God has been moving. and, And so I've always been told, you don't count the numbers, you make the numbers count. So who's there to be ministered to? So, amen. And we saw, and we were just being faithful. So everything you do here, Reach Paramount. Everything I learned here, we do there. We have Saturday morning prayer. Before service, we meet in the prayer room. We get a hold of God. We do those things. On Wednesday, we have a worship and prayer night where we get a, a group of people that come in and just worship God And because uh, they're, they're just seeking what he has for them. And they think, you know what? He can do anything. And so that's the culture we're establishing, prayer before service. Prayer before service. See what happens when God gets, when, 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 when you seek God. See what he can do. So let me fast forward. So now we're, we're, we're having revival. How many know when revival happens, the devil gets mad? The devil will start attacking. And, and we have to be careful not to give him too much credit. Because sometimes we just get in trouble ourselves. You make our own mistakes. But you know it's real when the devil's attacking when there's nothing you could, could have done to stop it. And so we, we built up our building. Some of you have seen the pictures of it. We're having service in there. And about a month ago, right, right before we went into this season right now, um, some of you know that uh, there's a homeless community and, and some, the community that we're in, um, you know, we're, we're praying for them and believing God for them, but some, a lot of people don't want us there. We're stirring things up. And the great thing about where we're located, there's not a church around there. So everybody knows uh, Reclaim right there. We have a big sign, Reclaim Church San Antonio. So everybody that I meet, uh, I, I tell them, oh, this is our church. They go, oh, that church over there right there, the big old sign, yeah, that's us. Come by, I will one day. So th- little things have been happening. You know, we, we get reported to the health department, to code enforcement all the time. Any, any, any suspicion or uh, activity or, or any violation that's sus- uh, suspected, they have to come and do investigation. And I'm like, oh well, Lord, okay, this is your house, not mine. It's your house, you know. And so um, right before that happened, so, so we had the health department because we served food to the community. That, but they said, you can't do this without the proper permits and licenses. Okay, that's fine. Um, and so we, we got that under control and now we have a cafe next to our other suite. So God is moving and people are coming to that when we're serving food, but as long as it's our members, we don't need a permit. So I told the guy, all of these are our members, even the ones that walk by. If if they miss Sunday, if they miss Sunday, that's not my fault. They're members. Amen. So, so we got by that one, but then some, but someone, and we have them on camera Everything came. Uh, he thought it would be a good idea to start the church on fire I said, brother, don't you know we're on fire already yeah. so I, I went to lunch with, with a couple young men we went to have lunch and I came back to get my bag and I almost forgot I said, oh, I gotta get my bag in the back and I smelled something a little funny you know. and I'm like, something's going on over there and I, I called the boys and I said hey, hey uh, did you unplug the, everything in the sound room? I smell something. He goes, oh, yes, everything's fine. I went in there, and then I saw the sanctuary full of smoke. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I, so I go in there, and I'm like, the, the stage. We just finished the stage. And so I go to open the back door, the side door, and it's hot. And it's, it's in the middle of the, the, uh, the sun. So I grab the door, and it's hot. I'm like, ah. And I'm thinking it's the sun, so I push through anyways, and the fire bl- blows up right here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do we do? There's a fire extinguisher, but I didn't grab that. Um, Laughter. I told them, get water. <laughs> Where's the hose? <laughs> so they got the hose and, and, we, and a bucket of water, and we, and we turned it out. But it was, the fire was so hot that um, the, the trash can and the crates and everything that was right there against the wall melted to the asphalt, and the asphalt came up. The fire was, it was up against the wall. It was so, so after the cameras, when we looked, uh, the fire marshal took a look and everything because it's arson. And the fire so big on the wall, but only a small portion got burnt. It's like, how did this not go up? So we're praising God and everything, and I'm thinking, man, God, you, you're in control of this because this should have been up. Everybody's there, their witnesses. Yeah, this should have went up, but it didn't. You protected your house. You're doing an amazing thing, and I'm thinking. then I'm thinking, okay, Lord, we have uh, code inspection inspectors coming in this week too. So what are you gonna do now? And so I was worried about the fire marshal. He came in, though, and loves small churches. You're doing a great job. Just make sure the fire fire extinguishers are are not expired. There they are. No, I didn't say that. (laughs) I wish I would have used that. (laughs) That would have been easy. No, it would have been messy. Ah, no, no. So he was fine. And then, so we did our own electrical work. We have our own. I probably shouldn't say that on camera. But no, it's it's the code. It's the code. So the electrical guy came in. And he walks in, and he says, how you doing? Let me see what you got going on here. Show me what you did, because it's not, it's not an office and a warehouse anymore. It's God's house. So let me see what you have going on. And I started showing him the kitchen, the bathroom. So I'm working my way back to the sanctuary. And he's like, oh, I love what you're doing here for the community. That's so awesome. He's an older gentleman. And he gets back to our sound room, where we put a platform and, and some electrical work. And I'm saying, this is the sound room. It's, you know. And he's like, oh, that's nice. And he goes, okay, so that's your sanctuary. Like, yes. And I'm thinking, okay, Lord. Open the door. He just goes, looks good to me. Keep doing what you're doing and left. And I'm like, yes. I better hurry up with my story. So anyways, right? So I'm not, so I was worried about him. Then the, electric, the mechanical guy came in and said, oh, your, your HVAC has to be permitted. So we're doing that now. No problem. But the building inspector came, the young guy. Young guy, maybe early 20s. Said, what do you got going on here? I'm like, oh, church, man. He's like, all right, let me see what you got. He walked straight around. He looked around. He's like, okay. He goes, you're no longer a business. You are an assembly. And because of that, you're, the building you're in has to, be, has to have at least two hours of firewall rating, uh, a fire rating for the walls. Two hours. Because you have a neighbor, he has to have two, too. So you have to have four walls these buildings only have one hour. His has one hour. So you need at least, at least two or three more layers. I'm like, man, that, that's, that'd be impossible because we have our offices, our kids' church and everything. He goes, like, oh yeah, well you need it. And I said, well, are you gonna give us a temporary? So because I have my two-year anniversary coming up next weekend, it's Wednesday. And he goes, you got four days. Four days, how, how, how am I gonna do that? I go, can you give us a temporary? We'll figure it out later. And he goes, you cannot have service until this wall's done. So when he left, we had worship and prayer that night. And I felt tired. I so said, God, what, what can I do? Before he left, his words to me were like, You have four days. Let's see what God does. Let's, yeah. Let's see what God does. So I'm, I'm on my knees right here, praying to God, saying, God, and my church sees. I said, we're just going to press in. And then God said to me, you prayed for revival. This is expected. Watch what happens when I move. I got up full of joy. We're going to worship God. We started worshiping like crazy. We went off, started worshiping. God's going to move and oh, praise God. And all of a sudden... You know, we were, like, excited. Then after, the, after worship, I so said, Pastor, what are we going to do Sunday? So we're going to have church. We're just going to have church. God's going to do something. And then I go, all right. The next morning, I called the building, uh, the, um, the owner. Hey, uh, Mr. Gentry, what's going on? They, didn't, they, they shut us down. What? He said, well, so he goes, I'll be right over there. You want to go with me? I said, yeah. So we, we came. He goes, you know what? He goes, why did he shut you down? And I told him why. We have one hour on each side. He's like, you know, the other side wanted to soundproof the building, so they put a layer on their side. So they have two hours. You just need one layer right here. And I'm like, okay, yay. <laughs> What's that do for me? I go, still, we got service on Sunday. He's like, hold on. Let's go check something. Goes in there, starts opening up the wall. He goes, Huh. This should only have one layer of fire rating. Because, Rudy, you have three. Wow. I'm like, what? He said, for some reason they extra padded this wall that I didn't know of. You don't have two layers, you have five layers. Wow. Like, what? Called the guy up. I blew his phone up, the building inspector. Ring, hello, call me, ring, hello, call. Text him, come here. what God did. And anyways. <laughs> I sent him pictures, every angle, where you want it. Where you want them? Side, I'll get a picture in there. He said, so he didn't, he, he waited a day, came over and he goes, if you're, if that's what you have, I'll approve you. Amen. So we got approved. On Sunday, we had a packed house full of believers that God moves, even in a desperate situation. It might not look good. He moves powerly, powerfully and blows people's minds. He gets all the glory. Come on, let's give him some praise one more time. I'm going to preach something tonight. My church is probably saying, Pastor, you tell that story every day. Yes, I do. I tell whoever wants to listen how good God is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. Let me pray. I want to pray. So, Lord, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your Holy Spirit in this place. Oh, Lord, you are the God of miracles. And tonight we thank you, Lord, just for being here with us. Today, Lord, as I speak your word, Lord, I pray your word ministers to every heart, wherever we're at tonight. Oh, Lord, I pray your people feel your presence, and they know that you are God, and that you are good, and you are faithful. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Come on, one more time. Let's give him some praise. Amen. I might not get all through this tonight, so we'll continue next Wednesday. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to be out of the book of Job tonight. If you, if you want to take notes, or if you just want to listen, praise the Lord. And uh, I titled this message, Worship Through Your Valley. Worship through your valley, because it's easy to worship on the mountaintop. Amen. It's easy to worship on the mountaintop, but can you worship through your valley? Amen. So let me ask you a question. So, all eyes up here. Amen. Amen. I wanted to see you do it. Praise God. What do you do? How do you react when unexpected problems happen in your life? What's your first reaction? Let's talk about minor stuff. Let's say you're in a hurry, getting ready for work, and the car doesn't start. How do you react? How about if you're expecting company over and an appliance breaks, the the refrigerator leaks, and you don't know what to do and people are coming? How do you react? Let's say you're having those same couples come over or people come over and your plumbing clogs up and you got a plumbing issue before you have people coming over. Let's say in your house nobody throws out the trash and that gets on your nerves. How do you react? How about if somebody leaves the toilet seat up and you don't like that? Amen. How do you react? Those are little irritations, right? But over time, they build up. And when I've told you for the 100th time, when are you going to do it? Right? Not very godly sometimes, right? But how about something major? And listen to me, I'm going to go somewhere with this. Loss of a job. You get a call, job's closing. What do you do? How about finding out, you know, you know somebody has a terminal illness. Family member, how do you react? What about a death of a loved one? What do you do? How do you react? What do you do when you feel like you're walking through the valley and you're alone and God has abandoned you? You're not hearing from him anymore. You're, not, you're praying, but you don't hear him. Because I'll tell you, good. if you haven't experienced anything like that, you will. Because we're living in dark days, amen? There, things are going bad. There's evil running rampant. There'll be days of pain and suffering. Because I know I've been there, and I felt powerless. I felt like, God, where are you? And it doesn't make sense why I'm going through these things. Why me? Why me? Those valleys, they're unexplainable. Lord, I didn't deserve this. I've been serving you. I've been going to church. I've been worshiping you. Why am I suffering right now? Why are you allowing this to happen to me? Can I tell you, in those dark moments... God sees you through the valley. He sees you through the valley, and you're not alone. You know, Psalms 23, I'm not going to put it up there, but Psalms 23, verse 4, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close by my side. Can you believe that when you're going through a hard time? Can you say, God, you're with me? God, I know I I, I don't want to be here, but I'm not afraid because I know you're with me. I don't feel good. Things have been going right in my life, God. I worship you, though, and I praise you because you are with me. I know, church, it's hard to do that when you're in the valley. And so I'm gonna share, I'm gonna read some scripture here out of the book of Job, the first chapter. Because for me personally, I'll be honest with you, I'll be transparent. When I first read this book, how could Job, how could he respond the way he did to God? How could all this pain he endured, how could he still worship God? And so let me read this today because I'm praying right after this message and we worship God. Whatever you're seeking tonight, I want you to press in tonight. And I want you to believe with me because I want you to really worship. It's going to happen. Amen. I know you, brother. Let me read Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 1 through 22. So I'm going to read a little bit and then we're going to get into it. Amen. How much time I have? Amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 1. There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. Verse 4. So Job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes. They would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with him. Even when these celebrations ended, sometimes after several, and they were partying. After several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. Parents, listen to me. It doesn't matter how old your kids are. Babies Pray for them. Adults, pray for them. Pray for them. Don't stop praying and keep believing God for them. Cover them in prayer constantly. Don't give up on your children because God hasn't given up on them. Don't stop praying for your children. Keep praying no matter what. If they've turned away, God can turn their hearts back to him. If if they've looked astray because of what? Because they saw you. Because the reality is our kids are watching everything we do. You don't ever want them to say, when you ask them, why are you doing this? I saw you. Maybe they won't say it, but God will remind you. Why are you doing this? It's so bad. It's so evil what you're doing. You did it. Verse six. One day, the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord. And the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Everything. And the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant, Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. He's blameless. A man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, yes. But Job has every good reason to fear God. You have put up a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. Can I tell you that the devil tells God, I can't touch that man because you're protecting him. A man that's blameless, that stays away from evil. He says, look at him. He's prosperous, but I can't touch him because you're always protecting him. Can you believe God will protect you? You know what happens when we mess up and fall short and, and we do the things we shouldn't do? We think that God's not protecting us anymore. It happens. The devil's telling God, of course he serves you. Of course he's that way. You bless him. Can I tell you, if you have breath in your lungs today, you're blessed. The fact that you're in God's presence today, you're blessed. Because if the devil had his way, the devil hates you. If the devil had his way, you wouldn't be here today, first of all. If the devil had his way, you would not have breath in your lungs. But can you say and believe God is protecting you? God has his hand over you, protecting you, because you would be dead already if the devil had his way. Come on, let me read. Let me continue. Ooh, the devil's a liar. Verse 11, but reach out. The devil, but reach out and take everything that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right. You may test him, the Lord says to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left God's presence. I want you to, I want to speak some truth right now. Some of you are like, God, why am I going through this? I'm tired of this. I'm going to tell you something. Everything you've go through, God allowed it. Everything you've gone through till now, God allowed it the God that loves you, the God that protects you. There's a reason for your struggle. Let me keep reading. Verse 13. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a message arrived at Job's home with the news. Your oxen were were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I'm the only one left escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, Still speaking, at that moment, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven, burnt up your sheep and all the shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, come on, another one. And he's still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I'm the only one who's escaped to tell you. I'm telling you, church. I'm telling you. If the devil had his way, you wouldn't be breathing right now. If the devil had his way, you would not be here for sure. You would not, the devil wants to take the praise out of your mouth. He wants to take the worship out of your mouth. I'm telling you, so when I come into a, a time of worship, when you're, when you're just seeking God, oh, let heaven come down on you. When you come in here and you say, I, I made it to church, thank well, they can thank me for that. I'm here. I'll bless you with my presence. See, everybody see me? I'm here. And you don't tap into what God is doing. When you don't press into his presence and say, Lord, I'm here for you. Nothing else matters. Don't make, my, don't make your problem bigger than God. Because whatever you're going through, God is here to receive you. He's in your life. In your darkest hour in the valley, I will not be afraid because you're with me. Church, you need to believe that tonight. And you might. It's a powerful church. You need to walk that way. Because the minute you don't feel like worshiping, the devil's winning. The minute he can take the praise out of your mouth, he's winning, laughing. It's about time. I told you not to praise God. The minute, you, if, you're, if you're a person that gets into it and lifts your hands, when you walk in here and be like this, hands in the, I'm not gonna lift my hands today. I'm mad at God. I'm mad at God because he's allowing things in my life. Verse 18. While he was still speaking, come on. When he's still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's home. Suddenly, a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the home on all sides. The house collapsed, and all your children are dead. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up, tore his robe in grief, shaved his head, and fell to the ground to do what? To worship God. So worship God. In his grief, in his pain, he's he's worshiping God. God, I don't know why this has happened, but you're... I'm still going to worship you. Can you say that tonight, church? In your pain tonight. Can you say, I still worship you? I still worship you no matter what. I still worship you because you are God of my life. Sometimes if we're not careful, and I'm... Believe me. Only God knows how you feel in your heart. We are all going to go through something. We live in a fallen world. It's not a perfect world, amen. There are going to be times when you get unexpected news. And it's not going to be your favorite news. There's going to be time of challenge. And you're going to have to decide, do I worship God or do I curse him? Because it's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel good though I walk through the shadow. Let me, let me verse, verse 21. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Can I tell you, there will be a time when you don't like your situation and you're going to get mad, you're going to get angry. That's not the sin. You hear me? That's not the sin. When you get angry, that's not the sin. What do you do with that anger? I'm sure Job had a lot of emotions going on, but his emotions didn't determine, didn't determine his worship to God. How he was feeling didn't determine whether I'm gonna worship God or not. I know when you go into church sometimes, you're walking in and everybody's all jumping up and down. They're excited to be here. The worship's on fire. I just don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't feel it, God. Where are you at? He said, I'm right beside you. Sometimes when it rains, it pours. Come on. Sometimes it rains, it pours. Disaster after disaster. Bad news after bad news. Multiple attacks. I'm telling you, when, when we were starting to have revival in the church, they tried to burn the church down. I like, mean, Lord, he said, you prayed for that. Okay, let's do it. All of a sudden, code enforcement shuts us down. Right before our two-year celebration. Come on, God is doing something. We had a two-year celebration last week. the devil tried to burn his house down the devil tried to stop it other ways but God said not today devil not today not today devil amen these amen praise the Lord come on I'm telling you these, some of these problems and, and, and hear me church some of these problems they come without warning right they come without warning they come without reason they come without instruction how do I get through this how do I get through this can I tell you something? Somebody needs to hear this. Just because you're struggling doesn't mean you don't love God. Just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're not saved. I'm telling you, there are going to be times when you need to get down on the ground and worship. We can worship here all day long, but in your pain and your struggle, get on your knees and trust God. Seek him. Seek him. It doesn't make sense. The world, what are you doing? You should be crying and depressed, not worshiping God. God. There's breakthrough through worship. There's breakthrough through worship. But do you worship God? Do you worship him because he's Lord of your life or do you go with the crowd? Because if we're not careful, we can get into a good worship service. And you're singing good. But is that for your recognition or for God? If we're not, I'm not talking to the worship team, come on. I'm talking, anointed, anointed. Don't forget, you worship him for who he is, then you watch what he does. Bad things happen to good people. You gotta know that today. Bad things will happen even to good people. Job was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil and still, he lost everything, he lost everything. The entire book of Job, if you read through, I don't have time right now, but if you read through the entire book of Job, it's around his struggle and trying to find meaning of why he's suffering. Why, why am I suffering? And if you think about this, a lot of times when you're going through something, you say, What am I gonna do now? What am I gonna do now? And I think about this. Is there an owner's manual you can read for each problem that you get? Is there a step-by-step book of instruction? And how to handle it? Well, there is. It's called the Bible. Listen, Job was bombarded from every direction, everything he could have possibly lost, other than his life, he endured. He worshiped. He worshiped. There are things you're going to go through in life. You might be on the mountaintop and you're like, yeah, Pastor, go ahead, keep saying it because I know, I've been there. Praise God. But if you right now, whatever you're in right now, your circumstance, first of all, your circumstance is a season and it has an end. I want to walk through that season with God by my side, knowing and believing in my heart, I'm not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone, church. Let me read this. Verse 20, Job stood up and tore his robe in grief when he, he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. Praise the Lord. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's some truth talk right here. Your problems in your life should make you better, not bitter. Come on. Your reaction should be worship and prayer and worship to the problem. Let it make you better. Worship through your valley. Worship through your valley like nothing else matters. Because why? That's all you have. You never know how much you need Jesus until that's all you have. When you start to lose things one by one, because when it rains, it pours. And when you get to a a place where you say, I can't handle it anymore. Lord, I'm tired of this. I've tried everything I can. Now I'm, I'm desperate. He said, finally. Finally, I have your attention. You can come to me. Church, you need to get excited about worship. Because that's for God. Don't ever make it ordinary. When you walk into the presence of God, come in with some reverence and say, I, I don't have to go to church. I get to go to church. I get to be there in the presence of God. Come on, you gotta, come on somebody today... Somebody today, you need to turn your worship into your worship. You need to turn your pain into praise. You got to get ready. Turn your bitterness into bitterness. I don't know if that's a word, but make it better today. Praise him because he's good. Praise God because he's good. I remember it. Some of you know, my son Zeke was born one pound, two ounces. I was mad at God. I saw him pull out a little clump of meat out of my wife. They said, congratulations, baby boy. Now start CPR. I was mad. Lord, how could you allow that to my wife? I know I live the messed up life, but my wife, why? I'm crying and my wife's worshiping God. She goes, babe, don't stop worshiping God. I said, how do you worship God right now? She goes, because he's good. You want your breakthrough? You got to worship God. You got to worship God like nothing else matters. You got to worship God because he's bigger than your problem. You got to worship God because he can do all things. You got to worship God because he is the great I am. You have to worship God because he's the the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He's the one that's going to set you free. But you got to believe that. You got to believe that in your heart. You know how you do that? You choose to. That's how you choose to believe. I don't believe, Pastor. Choose to. Make a decision in your life to choose to believe in God. Because I've seen his hand move more times than I get the honor and privilege of ministering to God's people. A man that was broken. The man that messed up every which way. A man that fell short. A man that fell into drugs and alcohol. A man that failed at his marriage, and thought a man that walked in these doors, a single parent, walked in as a single parent with my four kids. I'm like, oh man, I walked in, and I said, Lord, I'm tired. I didn't want anything else, Lord. I'm tired. I walked in that door, and right here, I saw a, wor- a woman worshiping. She had her hands like nothing else mattered. I walked in, I said, Lord, I'm not looking for a wife right now. But when I find one, I want her like that because she's worshiping, like nothing else matters. I see her the only one worship, lifting her hands, closing her eyes, like nothing else matters around her. And the Lord said, that's your wife. So you gonna tell her or just me? He didn't tell her for months. But I was like, hi brother. Don't call me brother, that's weird. You're my wife. You're my wife. Somebody tell her. I was telling the brothers, tell her I love her. <laughs> tell her you, she doesn't, she will not even talk to me. But God said, that's your wife. God gave me a good wife. God gave me a praying wife. God gave me a worshiping wife. Church, we gotta worship through the valley. We gotta worship through the valley. Let me skip the chapter two real quick. I'm almost done. And those attacks kept coming. And all of a sudden, Job got smitten with sores all over his body when he was, just, he was just full of disease. What did his wife tell him? His wife said to him, verse 9, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. See, listen, I'm sure his wife loved him so much she loved him so much she was tired of him suffering she was tired because why do you die already I'm tired of watching my loved ones suffer sometimes our loved ones can do that to us they could make us want to give up on God because the pain is real I don't deny the pain it's real I don't deny when you love someone so much, you lift them up because you want God to heal them. You want God to do a miracle in their life. They're suffering. Lord, you can do this. Lord, you can heal them. Lord, you can restore their marriage. Lord, you can make a way through their finances God you're not helping and then Job's response in verse 10 you talk like a foolish woman should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad so in all this Job said nothing wrong worship through the valley why? because that's all you have that's all you have if you're a believer in this place that's all you have there will be bad things and you have to make a choice get mad at God or worship him there's breakthrough in worship there's breakthrough in worship worship is more than just singing right it's making sure God doesn't change because we do. God is still good even when we're bad. God is still loving when we're unlovable. He is still merciful and gracious and kind and righteous and just and faithful and almighty. Even when we forget to tell him, God loves you healthy. He loves you sick. He loves when you obey obey him. He loves you when you stumble. Praise him for every reason. It doesn't matter. No matter what happens, praise him. The scriptures tell us to praise him in Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and strength always ready to help you in times of trouble so we will not fear when earthquakes come california and the mountains crumble into the sea let the oceans roar and foam Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge oh man he's getting ready to praise god right now he's ready ready to worship god because why because god you're in control you're in charge anything happens that's, that's not anything that happens in your life god is still in control what happens is when, when we when we get overwhelmed you know what we do when we get overwhelmed we let go of God God's holding you and you're going through it right now and you're falling away God I'm getting too weak I'm getting too weak we let go you know how we let go? we put our hands here when they should be here turn this way So tell God how good he is God, God you're good Lord you're good Lord you're good here's the funny thing I'm not trying to be funny right now, but it's funny to me. When Job's just, when Job's just asking, why? He's trying to figure things out. Let me read Job 38 real fast. We got time? We're good? This is God, okay? Not my words, God's word. Let me get some water first. I was like, ooh, that's good. Verse two. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man. Because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? What supports its foundations? Who laid its cornerstone as the morning stars sang together. All the angels shouted for joy. Who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst from the womb as I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness. For I locked it behind barred gates limiting its shores. I said, this far and no father will come to you. Here your proud waves must stop. The Lord continues. Where does light come from? Where does darkness go? Can you take it to your home? Do you know how to get there? Oh, but of course you know all this already. For you were born before it was all created. You are so experienced. <laughs> how did Job feel? God's telling him, "Oh, you know it already. You were, you were you were created before everything else was created. You're so experienced with creating creation." You got to read that chapter. There will be days, church, you don't understand. You won't have the reason why. But you have to believe God is still God and you're still a man or woman. He knows everything, He knows how to make it right. When you get tired of trying to figure it out yourself, come to Jesus. If you're ready to come to Jesus. And if Jesus is Lord of your life, I'm going to ask you to do something tonight. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. Would you stand to your feet tonight? Come on, reach your paramount. Stand to your feet. If you want to worship God with me because he's Lord of your life, he's still good even when things seem bad, if he's the one that can make all things possible, if you choose to believe that he's the one, he's the answer for all things, I want you to come to the altar and worship with me. Come on, the altar is open. The altar is open. Come on church, we're gonna worship God. We're gonna worship God. We're gonna believe for your breakthrough. Some of you need to leave what's hindering you right now at the altar leave it at the altar don't take it back right now if you want your breakthrough you're going to come to the Lord and so I surrender it to you I give you what hinders my heart because I want to give it to you take anything that hinders me from worshiping you tonight is the night church don't stay back in your seat don't stay back in your seat When you step out of your seat, you're taking a leap forward and saying, God, I know you can do it. I know you can bring breakthrough because I know you are the God of miracles. I know you are the God that can do anything and nothing is impossible for you. Lord, I need you tonight. I'm tired of suffering in silence. I'm tired of suffering in silence. I go to home in bed and cry because I don't know when it's going to stop. But tonight it stops, church. It stops tonight if you worship God. Breakthrough comes when you worship God. Release.